0: Listener Production. The Aussie market has snapped its two day losing streak.
1: An energy giant scrapper proposed merger deal.
0: Good afternoon, I'm Laura. I'm Craig. It's Wednesday, the 7th of February. Welcome to the ComSec Market Update. Well, Craig, good afternoon. How are you?
1: I am good for a Wednesday afternoon. Hump day, they call it, don't they? Yes, Yes. they do, which means
0: we're halfway through the week. Well, more than halfway through the week because it's almost the end of the day. How exciting. The other thing that's exciting, though, is that our market has snapped a two day losing streak. Well, we are on track. Of course, the market isn't shut just yet, but ahead of the close, the market's up 39 points or half a percent. Now, that's pretty impressive because over the course of Monday, and Tuesday, we lost about one and a half percent. So we were able to turn that around today.
1: It's actually been led by the the smaller stocks. The small ordinaries is actually up by one percent the mid-cap stocks up by eight tenths to one percent. But the the bigger stocks, the ASX 20, that index is only up by a third of one percent.
0: Yeah. So if we look across the sectors, we can see that it's really the miners that are leading most of the gains. They've had a tough past couple of sessions. They were down almost 4% over the previous two days. So we have seen a little bit of a rebound there. And in particular, we saw lithium miners making quite some gains after being a drag for some time which we'll touch on in just a moment but they were some that underperformed today which was the consumer discretionary sector there they've been the biggest loser they're down by 0.8 percent they've been dragged by a number of companies in that space including west farmers aristocrat the gaming company domino's Iger's automotive and a few others But there was one stock within the consumer discretionary space which offset bigger declines and that was Setire which we'll talk about in a moment as well. But what stood out to you across the sectors?
1: we had some gains across the board. As you say, there was only three sectors that were were lower on the day. So yes, it's encouraging that you can get some broad based rally. So you have more confidence that the market can hold on to the gains.
0: Yeah. And at the beginning of the session, we did have the energy sector up, but they fell about two hours into the session. And that was mostly on the back of News out of Woodside and Santos. So the two energy giants have walked away from the potential eighty billion dollar merger, which has been in talks since December last year. And it appears that it was Woodside was the one to drop the deal. Woodside CEO said in an announcement today that it will only pursue a transaction that will increase the value for shareholders. I feel like we hear this all the time: increase value for shareholders. So that's what they're really focusing on. And they also said that the Global LNG sector provides significant potential for value creation. So potentially one to keep our eyes on moving forward to see if another merger will eventuate in that space. We did see very different reactions in the share price of these two stocks. So Woodside shares are up in the order of almost 1%. But on the other end, Santos is the worst performer on the ASX 200 down by roughly 5.5% going into the close.
1: Well, as you mentioned beforehand, uh, lithium stocks were on fire today. Pilbara Minerals up in the order of 5%, Core Lithium up in the order of 4.2%, and Liontown up in the order of 6.1%. The main news came out of Pilbara Minerals that it's got an in- extension on an off-take agreement with Chengzhen Lithium. Now, this was signed back in 2023, and now it's been extended to the end of calendar year 26. So that's good news for, for Pilbara. Uh, it shows the demand in the sector.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a turnaround for the lithium sector because we have seen lithium miners dwindling as of late and that's all on the back of weakening lithium prices. In fact, lithium prices fell by around 80% in 2023 and that was mostly skewed towards the later part of the year. So it is a little bit of reprieve for the lithium space today. So if we look at some particular stocks, uh, Liontown up in the order of about 6% today, down over 40% so far this year though. Lithium up around 4% today, down 23% year to date, and Pilbara, a bit less dramatic there, but it shares up in the order of around 5%, but down 10% year to date. So that just sort of shows how the lithium sector is performing. Now, on to Amcor, this is the world's largest consumer packaging company. They came out with results for the six months to December 2023. It reported a 10% drop in net sales, which missed analyst expectations. They pinned this to weaker demand from its customers and also with many companies focusing on lowering their inventories they just aren't ordering as much but despite this Amcor actually upped its quarterly dividend to 12.5 US cents per share that compares with 12.25 cents per share the same time last year and they also reaffirmed their guidance for the full year so these positives seem to outweigh the negative with Amcor shares up in the order of one and a half percent today.
1: Let's go on to NAB. This is in the comings and goings column of the, the <laughs> share market. Uh, Ross McEwan, the Chief Executive Officer of National Australia Bank, will retire in April to be replaced by the Head of the Business and Private Banking Area, Andrew Irvine. Andrew Irvine says there's not going to be too much that's going to change under his regime. Uh, He's going to be very focused on staying relevant and uh, reducing the impact of scams on on the customers. Uh, NAB shares just down 10 cents or a third of 1% coming into the close of trade.
0: One that I mentioned yesterday was ResMed. So they're the healthcare company. They traded X dividend today. So that's the cutoff for those eligible to receive a dividend. So if you buy their shares today, you won't be eligible. But they are set to pay those that are eligible 5.1 cents per share on the 14th of March. So cha-ching if you're a ResMed holder.
1: Satia. It's an online um, retailer of luxury-type goods like handbags and clothing accessory.
0: So you shop there then?
1: Uh, yes, well, I have I, aspirations. I have aspirations. <laughs> I have aspirations. <laughs>
0: Maybe for wifey.
1: Well, they, they recorded themselves. The, the CETE's founder and chief executive officer, Dean Mintz, said it was an exceptional result. And what we saw for, for the half-year is that we saw the number of active customers up by 83%. Those customers are going in there and spending more money as well. And gross revenue is up in the order of 90% with sales revenue up in the order of 89%. It doesn't stop there. It said the company is pleased to announce that positive trading momentum has continued into the second half of the 24-year. And surprise, surprise, Satya shares are up 30% today coming into the close.
0: We also heard from Spotify overnight in the US, and I just wanted to touch on their results. So they did post better than expected growth in subscribers. They ended 2023 with, wait for it, 236 million premium subscribers. So just a few, right? Just a few. Just a few, which is huge. I am one of them because I listen to Spotify religiously. I don't think there's a day that passes that I don't listen to them huge jump up in their subscribers and it also narrowed its losses helped by upping its prices so i think it raised its price by about a dollar per month or something like that and it also had other cost reduction efforts but this led spotify shares up quite substantially in after hours trade now looking ahead We've really gone past the chunky part of the week, as we said yesterday, mm-hmm. but a few bits and pieces coming out of the US tonight. So we have international trade numbers for the month of December and also consumer credit. But we have some earnings as well, News Corp. Walt Disney, Yum Brands, that's the owner of KFC, Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Tomorrow here in Australia, a few earnings around as well, no economic news though, Uh, Advanced Materials, AGL Energy, we have Mervac, News Corp, Transurban and REA Group and tomorrow as well. China's inflation numbers.
1: Yes, China's one of the only countries around the world to experience deflation numbers. <laughs> deflation the
0: numbers, perhaps,
1: yes. <laughs> Prices going backwards rather than going forwards. And, um, what we would be hoping for, what we'd be looking for, is that size of deflation to, to get smaller. Exactly. Not, not bigger. So yeah, quite so- the
0: opposite of what we're looking for everywhere else. We're looking for inflation to ease here in Australia, over in the US and everywhere else. But in China, we want their Deflation to increase.
1: Yeah. The other thing to, to, to watch out for, if that deflation gets any worse, uh, we're going to see China step in with more stimulus packages. So that's well, something. Hopefully. So that's something if we get a negative result, you know, sort of bigger deflation, uh, then we could say, see the Chinese authorities you know, sort of focus on them p- producing more in terms of stimulus for the economy.
0: We certainly would hope so because we have been holding our breath for some stimulus out of China and hasn't eventuated very much since last year, right? Indeed. On that note, I think that's all for today, Craigie.
1: Thank you very much. This podcast
0: is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 6006725439AFSL238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.